Warning, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. will travel to Philadelphia this Thursday, a couple days from now, to give a primetime speech outside Independence Hall about the, and I quote, soul of the nation. Let's just put aside for a moment the fact that this 167-year-old potentially dead man with empty eyes, the guy who's kind of staring empty at it, he doesn't know if he's shaking hands with people. He seems like he's kind of a zombie. He's talking to us about souls, okay? Pretty sure the Catholic Church is going to have some quibbles with him uh, about his whole soul thing and the supporting the child murder thing. That's a totally different issue, though. Something about this struck me in a far more terrifying horror movie-ish kind of way. The soul of a nation. Is that some sort of keyword? When he says soul of the nation, what happens? Like when he spouts that out to the cameras, are we gonna have legions of bloodlusting liberals being triggered? Kind of like the silver shamrock commercials from Halloween 3. When that came on, all the kids' heads were eaten by uh, bugs and snakes. Is that gonna happen to us on Thursday? It's, it's that creepy to me. And yes, I did just reference the one Halloween movie without Michael Myers in it. And you know what? It's the best one. I'm sorry, No, I, you don't have to agree. Come fight me, I don't care, that's fine. Um, but if that's a little dated or obscure, what it, you'll understand maybe if you have kids, the screen slaver. This is, uh, you know, Mrs. Incredible's big old badonkadonk, remember that? Yeah, saving, I don't think it's gonna be saving any of us in the real world. Uh, if Pixar isn't really uh, your thing, what about if Joe's speech is really a version of Order 66 from Star Wars? Like, this alert goes off, he starts talking about souls, and I don't know, maybe they've implanted something in us. Maybe our souls explode or something at that moment. I'm worried. He does bear a striking, re striking resemblance to em Emperor Palpatine, as we know. And uh, I will say the Democrats are pretty much ideological clones anyway. That's just a side note. So who really knows what this could be? This could be his reason to finally bump off the Queen of England, like in The Naked Gun. Remember when the watch went off and the beeping started? That could happen. And then Reggie Jackson, or probably probably LeBron James, will somehow wander out to a court as, I must kill Mitch McConnell, or something like that. I will say the Queen of England, Joe Biden, they're they're uh, they're going the same direction. That's that's all I I want to say on that. And if, if things are getting close, I wish them the best, of course. But whatever happens, we all need to agree on two things. One, all the movies I just mentioned are awesome. Again, fight me. And two, Joe Biden is going to trigger his brainwashed army to kill all of us on Thursday. Just be ready. I mean, just be ready for it. I, I think as conservatives. We're probably going to be ready for it more than anybody else. So just be sure to tune in to Blaze TV for all the latest breaking Joe Biden is eating your soul coverage. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go. Use promo code Stu for 10 bucks off your subscription. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video right now. We would very much appreciate that. Sarah Gonzalez is going to be here to tell us about her undercover operation at a Dallas area drag show. I'm going to believe this story. Biden's accusations of fascism are yielding predictable results. But we start by doing Fetterman's racism. Is John Fetterman a racist? Let me tell you a, a few different data points that might convince you of such things. John Fetterman, of course, is the nearly corpse-like candidate running in Pennsylvania for the Senate. Now, this is a guy who had a stroke, very sad, does not seem to be back up to speed yet. They're kind of revving the engines, trying to get him going. It's, it's really difficult to watch at times. And he's going up against Dr. Oz, who, uh, you know, not my, not my favorite candidate in the world, but he's the Republican here. 
And honestly, to stop Joe Biden, uh, you know, okay, (laughs) you know, that's basically where I am at this point on this one. But people are ignoring something that John Fetterman is doing and a lot of other Democrats do as well. And honestly, I think it's pretty purely racism. It's hard to talk about that because you know what? You can't get into other people's heads. I don't think he sits at home and says, how can I say bad things about African-Americans today and other minorities? How do I do that? I don't think that's the type of racism we're talking about. I think it's a more pure kind of racism. It's more real. It's different than the typical stuff you hear people talk about. That guy tweeted something that sounded bad. That's one kind of racism, if you want to call it that. That guy's in the KKK. That guy's got a torch, and he's in Charlottesville. We know about that type of racism, but that's sort of like the over-the-top technicolor racism or the under-the-cover joke type of thing that we kind of predict and assign racist thoughts to the person making the joke. Let's instead talk about something that might be more real here. Let me walk you through this. This is John Fetterman from the other day. And he's trying to talk about voter ID. And I want you to listen to this clip very carefully. In my own state, they are going to pass, uh, attempt to pass a, a constitutional amendment, making sure that universal voting ID for every time you vote, not just when you sign up to vote, but every time you vote, because they understand that at any given time, there's mm-hmm. tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians who typically typically, typically are on the uh, are on the, the poorer side okay. and, and are people of color that oh. are less likely to have their ID at any one given time. Hmm. Is that true? Are those you might be a person of color. Is that true for you? Is that true for the people of color that you happen to know? Do you know any person of color who has trouble getting an ID? Do you know anyone who's in that situation? It's very, very strange. And this odd thing that Democrats seem to do where they just sort of, they kind of come up with the equivalency of people of color, minorities, and people who are unable to get IDs, and people who are poor. Remember this clip from Joe Biden not so long ago. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Hmm, that's not a little revealing. Poor ki- He sees white kids as the opposite of poor kids. Like, isn't that bad? Isn't that racism? Think about the ID question for a second. Is that a difficult task for an American citizen to get an identification? Is that hard to do? I don't think it's hard to do. I know literally no one who is actually a citizen who cannot pull that task off. Nobody. Ami Horowitz uh, did a video a while ago kind of looking into this and, and, and asking around to seeing if he could kind of crystallize this thought in the minds of liberals. Watch this for a second. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like they're not informed. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? (laughs) That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Why would the white people in that video think that black people couldn't get ID? Isn't that a weird thing to assume about a race? And if you were going to define racism, you might define it as something like assigning negative characteristics to an entire group of people based on your own prejudice, wouldn't you? I mean, that's, is that a fair 
a fair definition of racism? How about this? John Fetterman's campaign says he'll press Biden to finally decriminalize marijuana when they march together in an upcoming Pittsburgh parade. And this push from Fetterman has been largely around decriminalizing drugs so that minorities aren't in jail. What are you saying about people who use drugs, John? Are you saying that you think minorities use drugs more than white people? Why are you bringing up race in the middle of this? Okay. And of course, we should always throw in this fun one. Fetterman's past gun incident rattles black Democrats in the Senate race. Yeah, he held a black guy at gunpoint. All the things that he, I mean, if Donald Trump held a black guy at gunpoint, I don't think we'd ever hear another story. But John Fetterman's just going to get away with that one. Hey, there was a crime in my neighborhood. There's a black guy. Let me hold him at gunpoint. Totally acceptable to the left right now. That's totally fine as long as they get their power. This is a long-term situation when it comes to the left. And it's something we've talked about before, the circle of grift. Here's one example of it, because the solution to this is always just to vote for a Democrat. You vote for a Democrat. Why would you do that? To stop racism. Is it stopped? No, it's worse than we ever thought. Now what? We gotta do something. What do we do? We vote Democrat. Why? To stop racism. Is it stopped? No, it's even worse than we thought. Now what? We need to do something. What do we do? Vote Democrat over and over and over again. The solution to the problem that this guy is presenting to you, a problem he sees among minorities that they can't get voter ID The solution to that is to vote for him, a white guy in a hoodie, who's the one making the assumptions about black people. That's what they're pitching to you. And you're supposed to believe it. Do you believe it? I I don't. And I think people lose sight of how insulting this is to African-Americans. You see this in the Ami Horowitz clip a little bit, where they're like, wait a minute, why, why would they not think we could get IDs? Here's the thing, and I need to explain this to a lot of Democrats. Black people are just people. Like, they're able to do the same things you can do as a white person. Do you know that? Are you aware of this, John Fetterman? Did you know that they're able to do these things? Did you know they're able to get driver's licenses so they can drive cars? Did you know that? Were you aware of it? Maybe not. I think at times we hear this thing about voter ID, And we think it's a divisive issue. You've got Democrats on one side, you've got Republicans on the other side. But here's the thing. That's not really true. And if you are a a viewer of The Blaze, if you watch coverage a lot, you might know that voter ID is generally a popular thing. But what you probably don't know, unless you obsess about nerdy numbers like this, it's actually one of the most popular policy proposals in our public discourse. Almost nothing is more popular than voter ID. It's true. Uh, Monmouth asked this question. In general, do you support or oppose requiring voters to show photo ID in order to vote? Now, when we ask, you might say, oh, well, a bunch of those men probably want it, right? Yeah, well, it's true. Men support it 82 to 16%. However, women also support it 78 to 19%. Okay, well, what if you break it down on the lines of... I don't know, college education. Well, people without a degree support it 85 to 12. People with a degree, for some reason, the people who we assume are so smart 
And those people who are assuming the people without a degree are so dumb, it's the people without a degree that support it more. The people with the college degree are only at 69%, still overwhelmingly possible, pop, uh, popular, but the people with no degree support it more by 16%. How about, um, let's go age. Those old people, they probably support it right there, the ones that think you should get IDs and that minorities can get IDs on their own. Those crazy old people. Well, if you're 55 and older, yeah, you do support it 79 to 18. If you're in middle ages, 35 to 54, you support it 82 to 15. But those young people must oppose it, right? No. 78 to 19% approval. They support voter ID. Even the youngsters, somehow they're even able to get voter ID. Well, of course, Republicans support it. We know that, right? Republicans do support voter ID laws, 91 to 8. But of course you'd believe that because they're evil right-wing white people and that's all they care about. They don't care about the people who can't get IDs who, defined by John Fetterman, have different skin colors. Well, how about independents? You know what? Oddly, they also support voter ID, 87 to 10 well, the Democrats are going to take a stand for the, the little people out there. They're, they're big time. They love the people of color. They're the ones defending them every single day, fighting these battles. Do they support it? Oh, actually, yeah, they also support it. Now, not by as much, 62 to 34. But again, Democrats think they're smarter than everyone else. They think that minorities can't get voter ID. So in their mind, they're doing something wonderful. They're doing something that can help people. You see, they're helping people get by their problems that they can't get over, those little hurdles of life that they can't quite clear, like getting a voter ID. Um, by the way, total is 80% support, 18% opposed. Remember when I said it's one of the most popular things in our entire public discourse? It's true. It's supported by every party, every identification, and also overall 80 to 18. How about conservatives? You know they're going to support it. Those damn conservatives. 93 to 7. Yes, they do support voter ID. But you know what? So do moderates. 82 to 16. And so do even liberals. 56 to 39. Now, once again, we have this issue where liberals are defining other people as too dumb to be able to get voter ID. So some do oppose it. 56 39 is, I think, the worst number in this entire deck. But still, liberals support voter ID. How about, let's do earning, less than 50, poor, poor people. Remember he was talking about poor people, they can't get IDs. Well, they support voter ID laws, 81 to 17. Not close, guys. Middle income, 50 to 100,000, 82 to 17 support. Well, those rich people, yeah, they support it too. 76 to 21%, but there's more support, as you notice, in the lower income, the people who are supposedly victimized by these policies. Those people support it more emphatically than do the rich people who are there to protect them. How about white people? We know they're gonna support it. Mm-hmm, whiteies. They don't want the black people to vote. They want the voter ID. They want to shut those black people out of the polls. Shut those black people out of the polls. White people do support it, 77 to 21. However, non-white voters, oh no, they support it even more, 84 to 13. 84 to 13 from non-white voters. But John Fetterman wants to make sure you know he thinks black people are too dumb to get IDs. But it's the right that are a bunch of racists. 
How about this one? Are you registered to vote? The people who are actually voting, right? Those are the people who should support this, right? And they do, 80 to 18. But of course, we know there are some people who are not registered to vote. And here's the thing with them. They're the people that are being hurt by these Republican policies. Those are the people who don't have IDs. They can't even get registered to vote. So of course, they oppose it, right? No, no, they, they approve it by even more, 83 to 15, three percentage points difference, they support it as well. We talk a lot about racism in the world. We talk about it a lot of times when someone tweets something bad or someone makes an off-color joke. But isn't this closer to real racism? Now, we know there's racism in places. You know, we saw the thing in Charlottesville. We see the KKK, Democratic group, we should point out. Uh, we, we see David Duke and whatever kind of cartoon character racist you want to pull up. And those people do exist and they should obviously be uh, uh, mocked and humiliated because these are ridiculous policies. They don't agree with the Bible. They don't agree with conservatism. They don't agree with um, the American principle. But like when you're talking about someone making a joke, they might make trying to be funny. Maybe they cross a line. Maybe they say something they shouldn't. But does that really always tell you that someone is racist? It could. Someone making a certain type of racist joke, certainly more than once over and over again, could tell you something about that person. But when someone goes a little off color, says something a little offensive, does that really tell you they're a racist? It may just tell you that they didn't understand a sensitivity or they thought something that was funny five years ago was still funny. God blame them for that. But the real racism that actually affects people today is much closer to what John Fetterman is doing. John Fetterman is identifying an entire group of people as unable to accomplish basic tasks as a citizen. He is saying it's impossible for a bunch of black people to get their IDs so they can't vote. It's unfair to require them to get the ID because you're taking away their power to vote because they're not capable of doing these things. Isn't that a lot closer to racism? taking a negative characteristic, complete and utter incompetence, and assigning it to an entire race of people. And yet the left does this all the time. Issue after issue after issue. They say black people, brown people, uh, Asian people, Indians, all different groups from around the globe. Those people are unable to accomplish the tasks that white people like John Fetterman can accomplish. Isn't that a lot closer to real racism? What happens when John Fetterman is hiring people for jobs? Does he take that into account, that they can't accomplish basic tasks? Does he think, you know, I know that white people can accomplish basic tasks like getting their ID. Can black people? I don't think they can. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't hire them as often. Maybe I should take that into consideration when I'm employing people around me or people that I depend on. Isn't that a lot closer to what real racism is in the year 2022? It's not burning crosses. Real racism that affects people is a lot closer to what John Fetterman seems to have at the central point of his ideology. That should disturb you if you are a voter in Pennsylvania and in other states all around the country. This is deeply ingrained in progressive philosophy, and it goes back a century it goes back to eugenics, and it's followed through the KKK era, and it still bubbles under there today. They judge people as members of groups, and those groups have defining characteristics like they just can't get IDs, like they just can't get 
good test scores. Like they just can't have the same types of requirements that you might have at your job. Is that healthy? Is that what you want in the Senate, Pennsylvania? I doubt it. Back in a second. Have you been watching the inflation numbers? You know, they're really high. I think it was Germany that just had another new high in inflation. Inflation is hitting here worse than it is in other places in the country, but or in the globe, on the globe. But it's happening here um, uh, as well in, in really, really big ways. And it's happening in other big ways across uh, the entire uh, planet. This is something that is hitting everybody and it's going to inflate every single country. If all your money is in the market or tied to the U.S. dollar, if you, you, know, you probably had a rough day today, by the way, you're messing with fire, and it's critical to make sure you're diversified. Take a hard look at diversifying your savings into something like gold and silver, precious metals. If you text STU, S-T-U, to 989898, you'll get a free information kit on how you can diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. Uh, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers. Gold is the right investment to make right now. Now, uh, text due to 989898. Get real help from Birch Gold today. You've seen the markets. You've seen inflation. You've seen the way we've been spending money. They want to spend more of it. They want more of it. If they win this midterm, they're going to dump out every dollar they can find and basically set it on fire. Don't be caught off guard. Text STU to 989898. Claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with Birch Gold. I'm joined once again by Sarah Gonzalez, host of The News and Why It Matters, right here on Blaze TV. Of course, you should never miss that. I think I'm going to be on Thursday this week. Yes, uh, yeah. So uh, forward to it. that episode, obviously going to be the best one of the week. But uh, there's some <laughs> other episodes they do, too. It's always a great show, and you're always t- talking about the very important things of the week. However, mm. this week mm-hmm. is a little different because you were kind of in the middle of one of the big news stories that happened over the weekend. This is in Texas. I can't believe I'm saying this. In Roanoke, Texas, not like, I don't know how to describe this to people who don't live around here, but it's not like, this is not like, you know, downtown Seattle. Mm -mm. This this is not Berkeley. This is a, I would say, a Republican type of area, very red, red area, family area, nice little downtown. What, 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 is that how you describe it? Yeah, I would say that the way that I tried to describe it to my audience was that it's it's on it's on the Fort Worth side of DFW. <laughs> right, right, yes, right. Like yeah. it is very much it's not really associated with Dallas because mm-hmm. you think of Dallas and the inner city and you're like, yeah, of course they'd be hosting crazy things. We saw the, sure. the drag club, you know, for kids a while back during Pride Month. But this is I mean, this is very Fort Worth leaning suburban, suburban, yeah, small, small town, town. community mm-hmm. that you would not expect to see such a thing. And this area where this is going on, I've been down there a million times. It's a really nice like Main Street area right by their city hall. Mm-hmm. Cute little restaurants, you know, a candy company, a great pizza place, you know, Babe's Chicken, uh, barbecue, a great place. They have festivals down there all the time just to set the scene. OK, so you find out about a little event going on mm-hmm. and you decide to investigate. Yes. So uh, found out that there was going to be an all ages welcome. You're never going to believe this, Stu. Mm. You bet you didn't know that this existed. Family friendly drag show. I did not know that that existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they said, don't worry. It's family friendly because we're not going to have explicit uh, lyrics there won't be any sexual moves. Okay. Uh, We won't, you know, we won't be having any foul language. Um, 
Oh, but we are still going to have men dressed as women wearing dresses and dancing, uh, making, I would say, sexualized moves uh, in front of young children. And family friendly. From what I understand, too, and we, I want to show some of the footage here in a second, but also, like, there's something that happens at, let's say, a strip club, right, mm -hmm. where a woman maybe does some nice, fancy dance moves in uh, very revealing clothing, and then men hand them money, right. right? Like, that's the exchange that happens at a strip club. It also seems to be the exchange that happens at a family-friendly drag show. Correct. Um, let's watch some of this footage. Can you kind of give us the play-by-play? -play? Absolutely. What, tell me what on God's earth we're looking at here. Watch. <laughs> I'm actually not sure that I know what that is, <laughs> but it appears to be a drag queen uh, with a unicorn on her head and a very, very tight leotard that I'm not sure how it was stretched that far. Um, dancing, mm. there's a little boy that I would say, Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, seems to be autistic. He looks to be stimming. He has a comfort yeah. animal with him and he is handing her tips. Oh, there's another child who's actually not paying attention because many of them could not be bothered uh, to watch this show because, of course, they probably were uh, mortified. That yeah, their parents one of them looked like they were like kind of hiding so they couldn't see what was yes, going on. Yes, I believe she was, she was actually playing on her Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, and here's uh, one whose mother uh, forced her to take a picture with the drag queens. Oh, there's there's another picture with the other drag queen with dad smiling by. Um, and so it, that was okay. that was one of the common themes actually, Stu, that I saw was, you know, at, at the previous drag events that have been geared towards children, we noticed a common theme of these appeared to be single mothers mm -hmm. uh, who were bringing their oftentimes young sons and there were no dads in sight. Here, the dads were in sight they were here to support it, and they were clapping along, smiling along, watching, standing by while their young daughters were taking pictures with grown men dressed as women who were embracing their children, and the, the dads just, I guess, loved it. Mm -hmm. is, that the, is that the most, maybe the most disturbing part of this? It really was. Um, I mean, and it's hard to say because, yeah, yeah. because of all of <laughs> the disturbing list. aspects, sure. right? Because, you know, there were also uh, a lot of teachers in attendance. Um, teachers? Mm -hmm, a lot of teachers in attendance. Teachers and of what? Teachers at uh, one of the local school districts, Keller ISD. Um, there were, we caught a couple people. I was sitting next to a public school teacher who... Apparently, it was a male, a male teacher who was married to a female mm -hmm. who was there to support the drag show. Wife was nowhere in sight. <laughs> She's not interested. Wife was not interested. Mm -hmm. Male teacher uh, in the public school district goes to support the drag show by himself um, and watched it unironically, unlike me, who was just there to expose the whole thing. But. Yeah, because you, you um, the footage that we showed was from the street. That was not the footage that you, that's not where you were during right. this. You yeah. were actually inside and saw the whole thing happen. I was in, I was on the inside. Um, I showed up r before it started and had to wait two hours before the show even started because they said they wanted to wait and make sure that everyone was safe before they started the show. So Safe from what? The, the, the protesters outside. Who, by the way, were very weak, so I don't know why they were concerned about their safety. Okay. Um, God bless them for trying, but mm -hmm. I mean... You were saying weak when you mean there wasn't a lot of there them. There was not a yeah, lot okay. of them there. I, I, I would have hoped to have seen uh, protesters in droves being so loud outside that it has to shut the entire event down. Instead, this actual event reached... They admitted to me, the owners admitted to me that they were violating fire code, that they were over capacity. And I would say mm. that 
Wow. After they were so over capacity and there was a wait to get in that the overflow waiting to get in was probably 10 times that of the protesters. Now, there's not a, I wouldn't say a vibrant drag queen scene in Roanoke, Texas. <laughs> I don't think I'm overstating that. Where do these people come from? Is it just something that this made a lot of the news? Mm-hmm. It's now a cultural statement for you to make to, if, if you're on the left, to go support drag queen shows for kids. I mean, you guys can have that position. We'll, we'll take the opposite one. Um, is it just that everyone from all over came because they wanted to support this big event? What, what, why was this so crowded? I think that there were, were two components. Number one, yes, there were a lot of, I think, people who came in from different areas of DFW to mm-hmm. come and support them. But again, there were a lot of teachers there. And one of the teachers even admitted to Taylor Hansen, who was uh, filming most of the outside patio stuff, and I was filming the inside, um, she admitted to Taylor that all of the a bunch of the Keller ISD teachers had gotten together and decided that they were all going to go to this. And in fact, some of them had to remove their social media posts to show that they were going to it because they didn't want to get in trouble because all of these right wing nut jobs are, you know, trying to infiltrate the school boards <laughs> and get them in trouble. So they have to be very careful what they post on their social media. Of course, they obviously did not know you were in the audience. <laughs> right. You were, uh, I don't know, undercover. Is that mm-hmm. is that the right? Or you're, or you're just observing. observing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted to see what was going on. Um, tell me about this, the place that hosted this, because, I mean, I've been to a, a million places on that street. I mean, I knew exactly yeah. where you were the second I saw the footage. Uh, what is this place and, and why were they doing a drag show? It was just the most bizarre scene because it, it made it actually made me sad. It's a new restaurant in town. It's called Anderson Distillery Bar and Grill. And if you look at the menu, especially their bar menu, they infused their own rum. They had a bunch of different flavors mm. that looked like they probably were really good. They had an infused vodka. Mm. I mean, it seemed like a really cool Texas yeah. bar yeah. to go to. I mean, except for the fact that they're indoctrinating children. So it turns out that the um, the bar owner has two sons. One of them is what I think you and I would call normal. The other one <laughs> is uh, a drag queen on the side. Ah. So that drag queen, who goes by the name Trisha Delish, mm. was actually the drag queen hosting the event. And I oh. got to tell you, I realize that beauty is subjective, but I did not find her to be Delish. Really? Not at all? Uh, no. Not any? No, not no percentage? Bit. No. No, okay. It, negative percent, maybe. Uh, so let me, I want to wait, let, let me take a second before we get to the actually important <laughs> it's stuff It's a lot here. to digest. <laughs> yeah. a lot, yes, the mm-hmm. Trish Delish thing is throwing me off a little. Um, <laughs> let me take the less important part of this for a second. It strikes me that a new business in Roanoke, Texas, that announces a drag show, may very well get a very large crowd for their big drag show as they make a big spectacle of it and everyone comes down to support from all areas all around the, the, uh, the, the, the surrounding towns. I can see that working as a business for one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a city that's probably 80% Republican, uh, lots of families, lots of kids. I mean, it's a bar, so maybe they're not thinking about kids, but lots of conservative adults that might normally go to their restaurant and now see this as a left-wing standard bearer for the Republican suburbs. It strikes me that that is not going to be a long-term business plan that's going to be successful. And in addition, it's probably going to wind up hurting the surrounding Mm -hmm. businesses as well because, you know, it... It, like, I'm going to think twice about bringing my kid down to that area now, because right. if the, if I happen to catch it on drag queen night, I don't want to be in the middle of that. Which is which is absolutely true, because the the uh, drag queens made it a point 
to walk into the outdoor patio area yeah. where that was the, it was the front. It was the very front of the restaurant. It was facing that the very busy Main Street area, as you said, where all of the other businesses are located. And the drag queens made a point to go out there just to kind of stick it to the protesters. So that's a very real possibility. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I have to tell you. They were nothing but elated at the response that they got. I mean, this was a huge success in their opinion. They ran out of food. They, I mean, they were having trouble having enough staff to be able to provide for everyone because they received such a, a, a much larger response than they were intending or thought that they would receive. So that should scare everyone here in Texas, again, in a red area of Texas. But like on Drag Queen Night 8... Yeah. You're not getting someone from Deep Ellum, which is a place in, uh, in Dallas, so it's maybe a more liberal area, to drive 45 minutes to go to Roanoke for a drag queen show. They probably have 10 of them right around them. Yeah. Th- this is seemingly, I mean, look, they get, they, if, if they seemingly had no, the police had no issues with this. Uh, there didn't seem to be any real community revolt. Maybe this will be something that gets embraced by Roanoke. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like it's a long term winner. I mean, again, we'll let the community decide that. I certainly hope that it's not, and I hope that you're right, but I will tell you that the police uh, completely failed here because we called them on two separate occasions. Number one, for violating fire code because the company had admitted, well, the they admitted, had admitted yeah. mm-hmm. that they were violating, violating fire code. Number two, they were actually, I saw this, I witnessed this with my own eyes, they were giving minors wristbands that said drinking age verified. <laughs> yes. Drinking age verified to minors. Now, I believe, to clarify, I believe that their intention was to be able to, at at a certain point, they realized they needed to be able to know who had uh, who had the right to be in the restaurant and who didn't because they were getting way over capacity and people were walking in and out. Right. So So I think they they thought, you know what, we're just going to give everyone these wristbands if they're allowed to be in the restaurant. Right. Okay. But it it said drinking age verified on it. And I know this because one of the minors who was standing at the bar Mm. next to me with her mother made a joke when her mother went to order a drink. She said, well, I guess I can drink today, too. And her mom said, no, you cannot. And she said, but I have a wristband on that says drinking age verified. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right. Let me go to the next level of this because uh, this is a mess. There was some sort of paramilitary force mm-hmm. uh, on site with weapons to protect. I mean, this is maybe why there weren't so many protesters. Uh, people with weapons to try to predict what was this group? What were they doing? I was that was Black Block Antifa. That was Antifa. And I got to tell you, at one point, there were probably 60 Antifa members. Not all of them were armed, mm-hmm. but they showed up in full force uh, to support dressed the, in black, mm-hmm, dressed in all black. And it was a hot day. And they had the masks on because, you know, they don't they can't show their faces. They're not brave enough to actually show their faces. They want to hold the weapon while being masked. Mm-hmm. So they all had masks on. They all had their gloves on. You know, they were in typical black block gear and um, they were out there to support the, the 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 restaurant and the patrons. There was rumors that they were on the roof as like they, opposing they, almost like snipers. They were there were there were a, a several of them. Uh, I believe there were six of them in a parking garage on the third level positioned with their with their weapons, with their firearms that police later had to go and escort back down. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, OK, so I don't know where to go. We have one more minute here. Uh, what how does this turn around? Because, I mean, if this can happen in Roanoke and it's embraced in Roanoke, uh, that is we are in a different place in this uh, tug of war than I, I thought we were. Well, um, I'll tell you this, too. It starts with people getting out and getting out there 
actually showing up to these events. I don't know if you're protesting. I don't know if you're infiltrating. I don't know if you're disrupting. But I actually am working on a nonprofit that is going to try mm. to mobilize parents in these local communities, make them aware of the events that are taking place, and get them in whatever position they would like and feel most comfortable being in so that we can fight back. It is how the left has moved all of these incrementally, you know, to how radical it is now that we're watching little girls tipping grown men appropriating their gender. I mean, it, it boggles the mind. So you got to get out there. You got to get active. And if you don't, I can promise you, if you don't fight this fight, uh, no one else is going to fight it for you. We're mm. going to lose everything. Uh, if people want to get involved, should they just follow you on social media for yeah, now please. until I'll, the I'll announcements be, are yeah, coming I'll out? I'll be announcing uh, fairly soon. Okay, and you can see more of the footage as well, if you dare. Yeah. Uh, you can see more of the footage as well on uh, Sarah's uh, social channels. Uh, make sure to do that. Sarah Gonzalez, host of the Blaze TV's News and Why It Matters. Make sure to check it out every day. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you. One thing I've noticed over the past few weeks and months is the abortion issue has gone off the rails in a weird way. And people are saying, well, the Republicans are, are losing ground in the midterms. I said this to you before. I will say it again. I would trade. I can't even think of what the number is. A hundred midterm elections for the Dobbs decision. Like I, <laughs> this is way more important than an election. Uh, it really is. Now, of course, there's a limit to you know, they would just overturn all the Dobbs decision if they got too many people in there. But I will say, like, uh, one election, if, if we had this trade at the beginning of the year and I'm like, hey, you're going to lose the midterm, but it's for, uh, but you're going to get the Roe versus Wade overturned, I, I would have been 100% in on that. And I think most conservatives would. That being said, I don't think that's a sure thing by any means. I still think the Republicans are the favorite here. But have you noticed the abortion debate has been less about abortion? Like, I thought abortion was this, like, fundamental human right, yet every single argument I hear from the left is about how other things are happening. People with ectopic pregnancies are having issues. I don't know if I can get the birth control that I need. What happens if uh, it's a 10-year-old who is in this outlier situation that happens three times a year? What about that? What about the travel? What about the expense? What it's never about the actual abortion anymore. It's never a, a pro-abortion case. It's always, let's scare women and hope they don't know what the law says and hope the doctors don't know what the law says because there are cutouts for every single one of these issues over and over again we've seen that. Anyway, it's been a crazy couple of months and we've been doing the 62422 merch here, uh, here on the program. Uh, why? Because that was the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned. I never thought I was going to see it in my lifetime. I'll be honest with you. And I doubt you did it either. I, that's just me as a pessimist. And I'm kind of thinking you are as well. But you can get your mugs, your T-shirts, all available at studosmerch.com, 62422. Check it out there. It's one of our best sellers, 62422, studosmerch.com. Use the code STU10. That'll save you 10%. How come migrants are allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not? Are you you're talking about which world-class tennis player? Novak Djokovic. So, as far, <laughs> you know, just to just since you asked about me about him, you asked me about him. So visa records are no confidential idea. under U.S. law. Mm -hmm. uh, therefore, the U.S. government cannot uh, discuss the details of individual visa cases. How is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. 
somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Yeah. Like we actually no. Yeah. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha what is happening. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> yeah. that's not that's, that's not exactly how. Exactly what's happening. We well, thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. Did she, did she did her engine run out of fuel? What happened there? I, I've never seen anything like this. She has absolutely no ability to do this job. Uh, if she was running the Tilt-A-Whirl at a carnival, you wouldn't let your kid on it. <laughs> I, I mean, she didn't even, she didn't know the Djokovic situation. She didn't know the name. She didn't know, she doesn't know anything about the border. She's just flipping around a book as if the book's going to start talking to her and give her an answer. How is this the best we can do in America? How is this the best we can do? And of course, it's not the best we can do. She's terrible at this. And I don't know. Is she going to grow into it? It certainly doesn't seem like it. What a disaster. I mean, uh, that's unbelievable. And the, and the point that Ducey is making there, which is completely valid, is Novak Djokovic, who has no risk to his, himself, really, with COVID. He's a highly tuned athlete, very little risk. Uh, but... We are at a point where people can make their own choices. You can, if you think the vaccine is going to help you, then get it. If you don't think it's going to help you, then don't get it. Can we get to a less dramatic position on all of this? It's unbelievable. By the way, uh, we talked to you yesterday about fascism. I want you to go back, if you can, yes, to uh, yesterday's show. Check out the monologue. It's about semi-fascism. We go through all of this stuff about how fascism started and who today is closer to fascism. Is it the Republican Party or is it maybe the other side? I don't know. You'll have to detect it. But, of course, this happened right after Joe Biden made the semi-fascist comment. This hit uh, a, uh, in this in Seminole County Republican Party, their office. It said, eat something. Yes, it was a naughty word. Eat S. Fascists. With the anarchy symbol not particularly drawn correctly. So who knows? Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll find out that it was uh, some scam. Sometimes graffiti on windows does turn out to be a scam. I will allow for that. But look, vilifying people, turning them into enemies, turning them into people that don't deserve uh, even the right to live in many cases is not a good way to unite Joe, the guy who won as a moderate. It's, it's despicable, and, and, and it needs to stop. Maybe he'll stop it with his soul of the country address. Did you know the Democratic Party has imprisoned thousands of adorable puppy dogs uh, in puppy mills? And they force them to run on little treadmills that activate pointer fingers that click like on liberal YouTube content. How are we supposed to keep up with that? We need your help. That's why if you're watching YouTube right now, please follow the show, click the bell, click like, and drop a comment below and subscribe to the podcast as well. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Love your stupid show. Appropriate number of stars. Yes, it's true. Five is the appropriate number. On YouTube, Becky writes, algorithmic engagement comments. Yes, we need those as well. That helps spread the show. We don't have puppy dogs doing our work for us. We love this stupid show. Been watching since the start. Never miss it. Thank you so much. Christopher says, love you, brother. Thanks for all you do. Putting on your own show, assisting Glenn, being on the news and why. I respect your work ethic to impact the world. You inspire me. Good, sir. Thanks again for all the hours and study. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's very nice. We'll see you tomorrow. BlazeTV.com slash Stu.